Welcome to the Alaska Realtor Livestream. My name is Jamin Gurker. I'm an associate real estate broker in the state of Alaska, and my mission is to help you build an intentional and significant legacy for yourself and your family by coaching in real estate. And today, we're very lucky to be joined by a couple of friends of mine, Mike and Carrie. They recently moved up from California. They're going to be talking about their about their experience of living up here and um, what they think about Alaska so far, and really all that goes into kind of making that uh, making that move up here. Um, before we get started, though, as always, just a little housekeeping. These live streams are only as good as kind of the comments and the feedback we get from you guys. You know, we try to make sure we hit all the highlights for the stuff that's going to be useful for you. But by all means, do feel free to drop those questions and comments in there. And, you know, you've got some subject matter experts in here today about moving to Alaska uh, who have actually done it recently. So if this is something you're thinking about doing, then you definitely want to uh, jump in there and take advantage of that. So... Mike and Carrie, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and just jump in here real quick. So first question is really what got y'all thinking about moving to Alaska? Well, for us, we, we I came down with some health issues. That that kind of sparked the move uh, and we per were, se. We're living in the mountains of Arizona, but we could no longer live there because um, Michael has trouble with elevation. Right. Um, so because of that, we went to Phoenix, hell on earth. But anyways. Um, well, not big fans. Huh? <laughs> well, we went from a small town, uh, very similar to this. I uh, went from a small town down to a very hot and crowded environment that was just not us. So, we, about six months in to our new house in Phoenix, I came home one day and told my wife, stop unpacking. <laughs> stop unpacking. We are not staying. I'm done. Uh, and we, that's what exactly what we did. We stopped packing. We were living in chaos for a little while, of course. Then we had to get the house a little bit ready for a sale again. Right, right. So were you guys... Did you expect to just move in there and just love it? Or was it something where it's kind of like a move of utility for you we, guys? It was partly yes. a move of utility because we needed to get off the mountain. We needed to be closer to doctors. Um, and, and, you know, we looked for something that would we thought would be okay for us. We got a pool. We had a nice house. I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't our neighbors. It wasn't... Um, right. Our house itself, it wasn't the land that we were on. We had about a third of an acre in Phoenix, northern Glendale area. Um, so for that area, that's quite a bit of land. And it, it was a nice house. It was a very nice house. The area wasn't terrible, just not what we were used to. Right. So the what kind of sparked um, the Alaska thing is a couple of things. And... Um, Doctors tell me that I kind of need to be close to sea level. Right. <laughs> and <clears throat> as close to the coast as I dared get, I guess. Wasn't Good going back to California. Uh, wasn't Oregon and Washington were, uh, they're beautiful, but they were not. Too expensive. To, yeah, the expense was, you know, a little bit too much for us. And we had discussed Alaska years ago, and we decided we would go on an Alaska cruise. Well, that was just straight out hooked us. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how we get most of our people. <laughs> well, and, yes. And we loved the south, southeastern 
area, area there, the pandemic. Juno Ketchikan. We loved yeah. it. Loved it. Loved it. It was gorgeous, beautiful. The problem is, is there's not really any good medical there. Right. And not, not really. And no, very no. few homes for sale. So it was kind of like, we're not getting any younger. Michael's already having issues. We wanted to be um, close to decent medical. And the people we asked in Juneau, Ketchikan, Sitka, we asked them about medical. What happens if something happens? And the the same thing, everybody said the identical thing is that you either go to Anchorage or Seattle and they fly you. And that's yeah. that's expensive, you know. Uh, so anyway, we went on the cruise. We were pretty much hooked. Uh, we loved that rainforest area. So we decided to... Get a get in touch with Jamin. <laughs> and, and we watched uh, lots of Jamin's videos yes, beforehand. <laughs> yes, we watched it's a lot a... of Jamin's videos beforehand. So we got a hold of Jamin and came up here in December was the first trip. We wanted to come up when we knew that that would be the area we might have a problem mm -hmm. with. So we came up in December. We only stayed a week, but I don't think we even got off the plane. My wife, my son, and my daughter were, were moving. I mean, <laughs> they were just dead set on moving <laughs> and uh let's be objective here you guys i mean <laughs> it's just, we're good we're all good it's yeah, all good because yeah, that's uh that's the thing you don't really think about when you're when you're making that flight into alaska like you're seeing the mountain ranges you're seeing like that thirty thousand foot view literally so i mean even from up there it'll it'll get you yeah oh, it's yes. it's Going absolutely out. beautiful yeah we were like going so, okay we're good yeah. <laughs> And yeah, this is it. So, you know, we, we landed in here and like I said, we, we got in touch with you very quickly. We, we went and looked at homes prior to pestering you. <laughs> we kind of checked out, we kind of yeah. knew the areas or not necessarily the areas, but what we were looking for in a home and by driving through those areas, we got a, a really good idea of what we liked and what we didn't like. And the ones we didn't like, we just we just didn't bother Jamin with it. <laughs> we just knew that why bug you? Um, there was a few that we were on the fence with, so we went ahead and looked yeah. because we didn't know what to expect with homes in Alaska. And at um, that point, we were still had not put our house on the market. Right. So we were, you know, it was more of a. Is this informational? Yeah. Okay, this kind is, of establishing this is that baseline. What this you is expect, a price yeah. point. This is what we could get for this price point versus right. another price point. Um, and then we came back up in March. We basically right. got our house on for sale market. on the market, got offered, um, then came up here and um, we put a contingent offer on right. the home. Yeah. Okay. It, and it they, they accepted always... the contingency. We got home and it was a little sweaty for a little while, you know, because come on, we got to sell this house. But, you know, thankfully our agent down there did a pretty good job. They just kind of went after uh, people and they got somebody in that uh, was very good. So, Dad, we have um, talked to our neighbors since then and they said they were good. They were happy that's, with they were, they were happy with that's, people that bought. That, like good. Right. That, that's how you so, know. You don't want to be the one that sunk the neighborhood. But yeah. Right, exactly. All right. So we do have a question in here from Monica. And uh, so her question is, what's your favorite part about Alaska? And what was the most shocking part about Alaska for you guys so far? Uh I'll go with the shocking part. It is very interesting to see coming from the lower 48, 
the, the sun traverses the sky, you know, the apparent sun traversing the sky rather quickly. Up here, it moves very, very slow. Uh, During this time of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're at such a high latitude that, you know, our rotation is not near as much as down on the equator. Uh, anyway, so that was kind of interesting to see that, you know, uh, telling time by the sun movement is very difficult, <laughs> very difficult here. So that was a little bit of a shock to me. Um, not so much of a shock, but Jamin had mentioned it in the video before that Wasilla specifically has uh, sporadically uh, placed businesses. So there's really not a business district, if you will. There yeah. is, but but there's a little bit more out here. So that was a little bit getting used to. Uh, but what I like uh, specifically, um, the clean air. The water mm. is amazing. Right out of the tap, the water is just absolute. I can't get enough of it. It just tastes so good. <laughs> yeah, I just straight out of the tap and uh, yeah. don't need like a bunch of treatment or anything oh, to it either. That, just... When we moved to Phoenix, I could smell the chlorine in the water because we had lived up in the mountains in Arizona. We were on well water and very clean water as well. Very clean water. Um, Sholo, where we had been living, is very much like Palmer. Now that I've kind of gotten a little, I can see Palmer more. It's very much like Palmer. It has that very small town feel. They're still shopping to some extent. Um, but we, we're we not even inside Wasilla itself. We're a little bit right. further right. out, which is nice. We're about six miles to get into town, which is like perfect. It's like not too far, not mm -hmm. too close. And, yeah. you know. Um, so for me, the most shocking right now is the fact that the sun never goes down because yeah, right it's now <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, I'll say this, I posted on Facebook, all the work I did for like my backyard and setting up like these, these little lights and everything. Two months later, I'm finally able to enjoy that around the midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me yeah. two months. I'm finally kind of sorting to get to the point where I can enjoy it. Yeah. And that, that, well, I'm, that, that to me is the hardest part, getting right. to sleep at the moment right now because it's our first summer and it's it's been a little hard getting blackout curtains. Invest and in drapes. Oof. Blackout curtains and drapes. Red, red light bulbs or light bulbs that'll do a sunset thing. It, that has helped. Um, Another thing that I find very, very cool is how green it is here. Mm. It is extremely green. Now, I know that's going to turn into white in the wintertime, but the vegetation is just in my eyes, just absolutely gorgeous. And and we hadn't actually gotten a chance to see that plethora of um, mm -hmm. vegetation because both times we came, there was still snow on the ground. I have and ferns. Yeah. I have ferns in my backyard growing wild. wild. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm cool. like, yay. <laughs> so those are things that I really like. Just um, people are friendly. The... Um, just being able to go out and enjoy nature so much more has been a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got another quick question from Monica. How does the humidity uh, feel compared to the lower 48? So <laughs> imagine you guys are. So the humidity yeah. is relatively high here. However, because the temperature is lower, you don't feel hot. A uh, little bit sweaty. I, I wouldn't say I'm dripping sweat like Atlanta, Georgia would be, you know, the deep south. But uh, with the moderate temperature just into the 70s, it's it's actually very comfortable. It is. Um, 
-hmm. And we're coming from a comparison of, let's see, um, Phoenix just the other day was 120 and they've had like almost an entire month of over 110 every day. And yeah. about 5% humidity. And it's and they're, they're all, that's always the comeback instantly. Well, it's a dry heat. It's uh-huh. 120, man. Yeah, it shows my oven. <laughs> my oven's a dry heat. <laughs> Not picking on Phoenix if that's your thing. <laughs> oh, well, to each their own. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Another question here from Mr. Thomas Fry. What was your first native food you tried? So I'm assuming by native. <laughs> Let's just say, like, uniquely Alaskan food. How about that? Geographically. Geographically, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, rockfish. I never had rockfish before. Yeah. Uh, we made fish tacos out fish of rockfish. That your cousin had given us. Right. Uh, and that was amazing. That was he's truly fish, amazing. And I don't like fish. He's not a fish, fish. person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't dislike it. I like halibut. I, I don't like the fishy fish. Yeah, so rockfish was very good. And um, the children and I all love salmon, so we're like in heaven. I mean, we had the best salmon ever, ever we have had that, again, we got from his cousin. (laughs) Because he had leftovers from the year before. And it was just great and wonderful. We haven't had the reindeer sausage or anything. Oh, wait, we did have moose yeah, we had some moose sausage, sausage from oh, a neighbor wow. gave it to that us. Was, it was really good. Yeah, it's did very it very rich? Did it did it taste gamey to you guys? No, it's very rich. It had been done as a sausage, so I don't know what spices were in it, but it was delicious. That was very good. Yeah, because like my experience with like moose is it like tastes somewhat kind of like you know you can tell it's like a type of venison, right? right. You know, it's in right. the deer family, but. I found like the caribou that just tastes like straight beef to me. I was talking to somebody else today and they said that it can really just come down to if the animal was under a lot of stress or not. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I shot it. So being, being a hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends on time of year. You know, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, you know, if the animal is very stressed out, as you just mentioned, yeah. yes, that adrenaline pumping through them can, can definitely, uh, uh, make it gamey. So. Gotcha. So if you're going to be doing that, probably read it like bedtime story. And <laughs> <laughs> try, try to, try to make the kill as clean as possible. Quick clean shot. <laughs> um, we've had elk before because that was what we could get in Arizona more. Elk, elk and deer. Yeah. Elk and deer. Deer is a little more gamey, and elk was, mm. oh, generally speaking, elk was a little not as gamey at least when yeah. we had it. But you always yeah. have to add fat if you're going to do it as a ground. Mm, yeah. Because very lean animal, it's a very, so. very lean animal. Yeah. We're, as a society, we're used to a little bit Too more fat. fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they always talk about, um, what is it, like specialization. Everyone's got mm-hmm. something they do really well. Well, cows get fat. That's that's their specialization. It, it, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Ribeye, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I think you guys, good idea who this comes in from, but how do your kids like it? <laughs> Thanks, the Ian. peanut gallery. That's our son. They, they, both children love it. <laughs> My kids are uh, fantastic. They, they absolutely love it here. My son is an, uh, pretty much an avid hiker, so he is out constantly on trails, uh, constantly moving so he's really really just ecstatic he's an outdoorsman 
Um, our daughter doesn't like hot, so she is mm. very happy. <laughs> she doesn't do, uh, she, you know, happy. and she's a skinny little bean. She really is. Yes. She's and a redhead she, that son could not have been doing good things. Well, she <laughs> no, even got no. over one time in um, Eager. We had gone to a animal thing, and she hadn't eaten, didn't drink the water she should have, and she, like, got heat exhaustion or something. Mm, yeah. It was I was like freaked out, and she doesn't have enough body fat to like regulate any kind of temperatures. <laughs> but the kids love it. There's a you know, if you're an outdoorsman, any by any stretch, you're gonna love it. Um, and she even enjoyed the hike we did with yes. Jamin. Mm -hmm. the yeah, that was that trail. was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, that was a that was a fun little hike um, over on the the Goldman Trail because you just go straight up the valley and there's hardly like any up or down like climb yes. to it at all. Yes. So I'm a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am too. My son likes to go on these extreme hikes. He did the the one from Alieska to uh, to Eagle River. Oh, the Crow Pass. One. Crow Pass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did I tell you guys about? Uh, uh, my uh, my sister who kind of got abandoned. No, not abandoned. Um, okay, now I, I just said that. I just said that. I have to explain it a little bit. Okay, so my sister and her husband they were going on a hike and it was cold and it was wet and they could not get warm. And my older sister got hyperthermia. We were oh, yeah. uh, my younger brother and I were going to go up, like meet them there, and then just you know walk back with them. And at a certain point, we realized, hey, I haven't run into them yet. Probably something's something's up. Yeah. So yeah. like we're hightailing it back to the head of the trail. And just as we're going up, like we see this helicopter just blasting up the valley. <laughs> oh, and I was like, that's oh, that's not great. It turns yeah. out, yeah, they were they were getting heloed out. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta be prepared up here. Um, gotta be yes, ready, gotta be prepared. So yes. yes. Um, um if you're gonna go hike and go with Ian, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and Ian is learning from Eric, his yeah, cousin. Yep, yeah. yeah. He does uh, um a lot of things with um, veterans. Rem Remedy Alpine. This is it's a nonprofit. So, but yeah, I'm getting involved in it. So, and they do a lot of hiking, uh, wounded warrior projects. Mm. Um, Gold Star nature. hiking. Gold, Gold Star Mountain is what they went on. Right, but it was Gold year. Star families too. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of um, military and. From that, our son now wants to join the military even more than he did before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, I think proportionally, Alaska probably has more like, for sure, more veterans. Mm -hmm. But I think also we rank pretty high in like active duty people well, it's, as it's well. It's an amazing it's, place to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you, it, it seems like everyone we talked to had been to Alaska and moved away, wanted to get back to Alaska. Yeah, yeah it's kind of the kind of the giant uh, giant spring or elastic band that just kind of brings you back in yeah <laughs> all right got a couple more questions here and we'll uh, continue on with our regularly regularly scheduled programming so got a question real quick here from alan gibson moving to seward in a few weeks congratulations taking a permanent uh, rn position how's the area um have you guys spent any time down in Seward? No. Not yet. No, okay. Not yet. Not yet. So uh, unfortunately we can't really speak to Seward, right. but Alaska and South is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear good things about Seward. Yeah. I'll um I'll, I'll answer a couple of these for you. Uh, yeah. A couple questions about that, Alan. Um I 
actually have tried to purchase real estate down there before. And um, yeah, I, I could not get it. And that's after going in $75,000 over asking price, offering a $20,000 appraisal gap and didn't even get a counter on it. So the housing situation down there is one of the most competitive in the entire state. And it's because there's just not a whole lot of options there. Uh, the town itself is beautiful. The area itself is beautiful, but there's just not a whole lot of development going on down there. And they, I mean, once you get boots on the ground there, definitely talk to city council members and get that going because that's, that's only going to get worse as time goes on here. But I mean, the town's absolutely gorgeous. First thing you need to do when you get there is go hop on one of those uh, little day cruises they have and go tour the, some of the glaciers or go to the Hardy Ice Field. That's a lot of fun. Uh, their cross-country skiing trails, you know, they're decent, but um, yeah, you have to be in cross-country skiing. That's kind of an acquired taste. <laughs> it's running on the snow. It's running on the snow. That's <laughs> all it is. You know, at first when I got it, I thought it was actually going to be going faster than if I ran. And um, yeah, that's just not the case. <laughs> slightly, slightly disappointing. Yeah. It's like, this is nothing but work. Yeah. It's a great workout. Now look at the silver lining there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That is it. Now we did have a question in here real quick. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Question from Thomas. Do you have AC units? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, our house does not have an AC unit. It doesn't really get hot enough. At night, it cools down, and you know you can easily open windows, get that cool air in at night. And during the day, if it does get warm, close them, and it'll pretty much stay cool. We had. Uh, we did purchase a small AC window unit simply because a few people have told us that it can get warm. It's only about a week maybe two weeks mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it's a little bit warm. And for up here, anything above 70 seems to be rather warm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how quickly, like you, uh, yeah. you become accustomed to a certain just yes. standard of living and yes. 70 starts feeling a little toasty. And, um, <laughs> yes, we, it does. we did that on the advice, his cousin, I know we've referred to his cousin quite a bit, um, has lived up here for how long? They've been uh, up here for quite a while. Seven years. Seven years. And then he was stationed seven here before years. that. And so he's, we've been <clears throat> leaning on him quite a bit before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jamin's, a, he's, honestly, Jamin was a great resource. But obviously, my cousin that lives here was a great resource as mm -hmm. well. So, yeah. I mean, if you've got those connections, like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Was, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so we bought the air conditioned unit on. Eric's recommendation, but haven't had to use it this summer at all. It's still in the box, <laughs> brand new. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. Yep. All right. Got a couple questions here. Let's talk a little bit about actually getting here. Um, how did you guys go about actually preparing for the move? We talked about. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Because I know, okay, yeah. super simple for, um, you know, me, single, no kids. I pull up stakes and move somewhere. It's like a weekend kind of a thing yeah um, no. it's a little more for you guys so yeah <laughs> yeah um michael did lots and lots and lots of research <laughs> yeah so the biggest hiccup uh, with driving up here it's not the time of the year that i thought that would be an issue but it's really not the time of the year it's it's traveling through a foreign country mm -hmm. um so you have to cross a border twice 
going into Canada and then once again exiting going back into uh, Alaska or going going into Alaska. So I did a lot of research on Canada crossings. I I brought firearms through, uh, and I did all that was a whole can of worms. But honestly, because I was so prepared for that one, it was it went extremely smooth. There was no hiccup with that whatsoever. And we bought so, brought lots of rounds of ammunition as well yes. and your reloading equipment and 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 yeah yeah and and, and so well we also brought cats and dogs and we had to get them not only uh, make sure their rabies was up to date, but they also have to have a health certificate within 30 days. Yes. So we had to make appointments right before we left and hoping nothing was wrong with one of the animals. Otherwise, what do you do? Yes. Oh, so, yeah, because yeah, you guys are starting, yeah, because it's not like you're just at the border, test, go. Like right. you're having to drive to the border. So right. Correct. Get that ASAP. Okay. From Phoenix, and it was take. It was it was two or three days before we even got to the border. Uh, well, when we when we went with my daughter, when right. he went with the son, <laughs> yeah, I did it, twice. it was yeah. really yeah. fast. <laughs> we took ten days up. We had all the cats and dogs. We had to get out and do all of you know, walk oh, the dogs, yeah. cats. Interesting, interesting traveling with cats. I refuse to ruin her car. <laughs> they actually did really, really well. You got we got them a big kennel cage thing yeah. that they could be in and stuff like that. But yes, it was interesting. Well, no matter how much research you do, you know, there's there's going to be some amount of a question mark, if you will, that you're just not going to be able to either prepare for or just be in the know of it happening first. So, even though I did a ton of research, the first trip, the ten day trip. I had some issues. Uh, we we lost a trailer. Uh, didn't lose it, but it came off the hitch. Uh, blew two spare tires. Luckily, the spare tires are mounted in the very front tongue, and that took the brunt of it. So that was really cool. We stopped and got new tires right after that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we got up to the middle of nowhere, Jade City, uh, and my trailer, my weight distribution hitch, came apart if you will and i had to luckily the people there were great but because i had tools and they had a drill bit that i could borrow i was able to fix it in a matter of about one hour <laughs> so be prepared but you know you can't prepare for everything you just can't i mean overall compared to some stories we've heard it was actually a fairly smooth Easy. trip it yes. really was. We were yeah. we were prepared. Don't we drive went fast. slow, yeah. slow, slow. He's the vehicle he was driving was is a dually with a camper on top, towing a twenty foot trailer enclosed. So a lot of weight had a lot of weight going. So we went very slowly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially that's like a hundred mile stretch when you're in Canada. <laughs> you got a hundred miles more to go to get to the U.S. border. I've been told that's like the worst. Oh, it was horrible. Section, yes. yeah. You're not going. You're not no, going. It was horrible. Twenty-five. You're not going sixty-five. No. No. Twenty-five miles an hour sometimes was too fast. Yeah. Now that's according to my load. You know, had had we had a you know a single vehicle not towing anything, not a lot of stuff rattling around, we could have gone quicker. But 
I don't recommend it. Not the potholes, the ice heaves, the. And you can't see those ice heaves until it's Mm. too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best thing that, I mean, uh, the sun doesn't cast a shadow on them like you would think. So by the time you get there, especially slowing down 30,000 pounds, that doesn't happen right away. No, you don't do that right on on a dime. No. (laughs) No. I, I had so, it easy with that trip. I just followed him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, walkie talkies. Oh, the walkie talkies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two way radio, radios are really good, especially if you're in two different vehicles. However, uh, the two way radios are really nice because there was a lot of crosstalk from other folks. And I had the sense that had something happened where I, emergency, anything that I couldn't deal with, there was people out there that could probably hear us if I could hear them. Mm -hmm. So that would be my one recommendation is, you know, inexpensive two-way radios, um, not a bad idea at all. And you don't have cell reception through a lot of the Mm. way that we went through Canada. Cassier Highways. There was was nothing. There was no cell reception. There was no data. There was no nothing. So that was what we had. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to somebody else. Um, as soon as I heard you all did that, I was like, man, that actually so much sense. Why can't I thought of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a two-way radio, even if you're by yourself, yes. right? just, just to make sure, because you just, you don't know what's going to happen out there. Yeah, exactly. Like every time I've gone down that highway, something's busted. And I've ended up on the side of the road. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's that highway's brutal. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it's, it's, it's very rough. And it's these ice heaves, so, you know, they're constantly fixing it. But, you know, as they're fixing it, part of the problem is is now you have the construction. And with that construction comes gravel and rocks. I mean, we have oh, yes. our windshield <laughs> needs to be replaced. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, I was talking with um, somebody just a little bit ago, and they said the reason that it's in such ill repair right now, at least that last hundred miles. It's because the Canadian government can't really justify repairing it, you know, even though the whole economy for the area kind of relies on thousands of Americans going one way or the other. They can't justify it. So the former administration, they were going to allocate money to go and repair that section of the Canadian's road. The former administration obviously isn't here anymore. And the current one just decided... No, we're not doing that. So, oh, yeah. And it really needs to be done. And it's, and even when you get over our border, that first part getting into talk is still not that great. Mm -hmm. Getting into talk. Yeah. It was a little, a little bit rough right there, but uh, it does get better. (laughs) Yeah. And the more you drive south, the better it gets. All right. Got enough. um, Got a couple questions here, real quick. Um, Thomas, I'm just going to answer this real quick. Um, he just said, I plan on taking the ferry. Um, the main concern I would have right now with really taking the ferry, um, if you're wanting to just bypass going through Canada, there's really no way to do that right now. The, a lot of the, I was actually talking with the, uh, with the folks with the Alaska Marine Highway just a little bit ago. The main vessels with which they would go all the way from Bellingham up to up to Whittier or Valdez. Those are out for the count right now. They're in the shop getting repaired and they're in the process of crewing back up because it, it 
they had a bit of a shortage uh, past couple of years. And apparently you, you can't just snap a finger and put a crew back together with um, just all the requirements being what they are. So I'd say for the, just for the foreseeable future, plan on going through Canada, at least in some way. Cause I think you can go to like, I think it's like Skagway or something like that. Haynes was the so highest point. That yeah. when, there. when we went through the same thing, we, the, the ferry was not off. I mean, it operating, but not all the way to Whittier or Anchorage, if you will. Mm -hmm. So we had to, uh, had we had to take the ferry, we still could not bypass Canada because Haynes, you still have to go through that last hundred miles. Yeah through canada and uh so that like, was uh and now, and now you're just helpful. now you're just adding the hassle of boarding a ferry and, mm -hmm. and <laughs> expense it and is not cheap to do yeah because yeah. we sure. looked into that as possibly doing it it was like two or three times the cost of what it was to drive easy yeah. to drive. Yeah. um the other thing is if you are even remotely thinking about doing this please go get your passport now because yeah. it's taking forever our son still has not gotten his passport Really? January. We still applied not for it. it. Still don't have it. It's now August. Still do not have his passport. Wow. His chin this was is... in the wrong spot. That's really all it was? Yep. And they had the address wrong. We corrected that. They got it wrong. It <laughs> I don't just, know how. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, it was a nightmare. But and that it is good the... advice. Go get your passport now. It was in the same envelope as our daughters. And we got our daughters. But yeah. haven't gotten our sons yet. Yeah. And they were both renewals. They were both renewals. Yeah. So you're you're not even getting like the the first passport. This is just a correct. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Like, and we paid for good. it, they expedited and did it like we thought way far in advance. And it, no, if you were thinking at all, do it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that uh that's not giving me great feelings because literally this Monday I went and like apply for a passport and everything and will now apply one for the renewal mm -hmm. sent it in they're like oh yeah you'll have this back in like yeah anyways no time yeah okay well, we'll see about that yeah we'll and you we'll... know my daughters came in time but my son barely still so barely in time. there's no rhyme or reason to why things aren't yeah. and she had to have her picture taken again because she looks looked like a ghost yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't find huh. her features. Uh, it wasn't. That that's uh. Yeah, yeah. That's not a good look, State Department. Someone's too white, and you're not going to give them a passport. That's not a good look. We know that you literally. It. It. She. She had like a gray sweatshirt on and everything else. Yeah. So it just. It just yeah. blended in the background. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just kind of white. Okay. <laughs> Okay, got a question from Monica. Um, if you had to do it all over again, would you have shipped your items and flown or do the move just the same way? I would have done it the same way. I would do it the same way. Uh, and biggest reason was I've always wanted to drive the Alcan. That was one of them. The bucket list. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was worth it doing it really? once. I don't, I'll be honest, though, I don't want to do it again. Uh, now, I did do it once and then I had to fly back and do it all over again. Um, that was rather brutal. Um, it's yeah. a yes. beautiful drive. It is absolutely <laughs> great, but it is extremely long from, from Phoenix because of the fires at the time we had to drive through California, Oregon, uh, Washington, and then take the far West route and the Which Cassier highway. Mm -hmm. and highway 37. Yeah. So 
because of that, Phoenix to Wasilla, where our house is, was 3,774 miles. And it doesn't sound like a lot numbers-wise, but boy, you get 1,000 miles under your belt and you realize you're only a quarter of the way there just about. And it starts to really get, uh, realize how far Yes, it's is. like going across the country a couple of times. Yeah, you you so, realize how much you've bid off right. after that yeah. first so, day. Don't get me wrong; I would still do it the same way. If I had to do it again right now, I would probably drive. Um, shipping things here is not. It's cheap. extremely expensive. Uh, we looked into that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys get remember any kind of like estimates on how much it would have costed to um, ship it stuff? It was gonna well. It was going to be like fifteen to twenty thousand to ship parts of our stuff, not even all of it, and some right. of it wouldn't fit. We decided instead to buy trailers right. so that we had something on the tail end. Um, we're planning on selling one yeah, of them and keeping one of them. Yeah. So, because we had three trailers, one was really small. That was what right. I was towing, but um, two larger trailers, mm -hmm. so we can sell one, recoup some money. And still has something to come out with it. If we right. had done the shipping, it's $20,000. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. The, we looked at a U-Haul vehicle. It was $10,000, just almost 10000 just for the rental, not mm -hmm. fuel, not your insurance, nothing. Yeah. That's, so we looked at the, we weighed that against a trailer. It's like, well, I can do $10,000 and just, you know, get my stuff here. Mm -hmm. But, uh at the same time, that $10,000 is just now gone. Whereas when we bought the trailer for $14,000, I have that trailer at the end here, so I could even sell that for $4,000 and still break even. Oh, easily. Well, yeah, we won't sell I bet. I mean, I. For at least yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to be yeah. too greedy. You could probably make a profit on it, legit. Like, That's what everybody keeps telling yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah things appear a little more expensive yes so. they are more expensive but uh i i would still do it the same way um you know seeing the country is i like seeing things uh, i don't mind flying but you know you, you kind of miss a lot yeah um when you the drive like i said was absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. uh the people all the way were friendly uh, some of the nicest people we met were in canada uh, but here in Alaska, um, California, Oregon, Washington, not so much. <laughs> we just oh, man, kind of zipped through there because we knew that. Not picking on them. That's, just, that's just, kind of par yeah. for the course, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we couldn't believe Seattle when we went through it because we had been there oh. um, not quite 20, 15 years ago. It was a gorgeous city, and it is... It was a little beat up. It's just a tad. And the traffic is just. Oh, the traffic is horrible. There's graffiti everywhere. And we didn't even get off the freeway. Yeah. I mean, that was just down. It's a beautiful place. It really is. We, But anyway. Just, we're it, was off just on a it was sad to see how far it had degraded <laughs> right. from when we had visited before. Yeah. I mean, on the. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Moving on, moving on. Yeah, we don't want to open a can of worms here. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to avoid that. All right, real quick from Thomas. Um, know the answer to this one, but um, did you guys have any issues with finding employment? Um, my husband is already retired. Um, 
but we are looking for him to yeah. do something um, yeah. to help out. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to take my teaching job with me. I work um, virtually and I was able, they allowed me to move up here. So I'm still was able to keep my job that I had. And my son, no problem. He's found jobs. Lots of jobs. Yeah. It, so, I mean, he applied and, and was hired right away. And yeah. then was, now, it was, also depends on what kind of job I think you're looking for, because if you are a professional and the demand is here, obviously it, you're going to find it, but you know, um, you're going to make a good have, living with a blue collar. Yeah. Blue collar jobs here oh, are, are, are pretty well amazing. paid and killing, in, yeah. in need, very much in need. Yeah. 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 Like this is, um, okay, so if you are a contractor right now, but more importantly, you're like a businessman who is happens to be a contractor, you could make a killing in Alaska oh, yeah. just because yeah. there's not as, uh, there aren't enough contractors to really mm -hmm. keep up with everything. And if you can come up and have enough people where you're actually keeping up with uh, uh, with all the demand and you're also communicating really well with everyone, like you're going to just... Yeah. yeah. Retire in five years. Like that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um mechanics mechanics. Oh yeah. There's so if if and so much right now we've told people that blue collar is bad. Blue collar is great. Are you kidding me? You can make a <laughs> well, good not, living. It's not bad. It's just no. our country is such puts such a focus on college education, and there's nothing wrong with that. But let's face it, we have a lot of college people that can't really find the jobs that they need. Right. Yeah. And well, let me, uh, <laughs> let me. I think trade schools are great. And I'm a teacher. Yeah, they are. I was, they are. I'm the first in my family to get a college degree. And, and so, yes, I think college is a great thing. But I don't, I mean, there's so many other jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll speak a little bit to that. Like, I, I don't talk about this very much because it's pretty much completely irrelevant. But, I have, you know, an um, undergraduate degree. I've got two graduate degrees, uh, one from a presidential school over at Texas A&M, like you know, very leveled up on the education, got here to Alaska, could not find a dadgum job. <laughs> so I'm telling you, there's a certain point where the diminishing return for education and I found that. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. you moved to Alaska, and there's not as many white collar jobs. There, there really isn't, and I mean, yeah, I mean, we we could definitely get off on a tangent here, but yes, um, yes, if you have hard skills, this is going to be the place for you, mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of transferring over. If um, you're just coming fresh out of grad school, um, you better get ready to uh, search some tables for a little while. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Unless you yeah. get it, and ideally, getting a job lined up before you come. Yes. If you can, yes. uh, you know, there's, uh, we, I haven't experienced this myself, but we've heard from a lot of different folks that, you know, if you don't live here already, they just don't want to talk to you. Well, they um, had, Anchorage. They, want, they don't want to invest in you. Let's put it that mm. way. So. Anchorage library had hired a, a, the head of library and they had it lined up twice and the person like said, Nope, never mind. I don't want to move. And that's part of where businesses up here are thinking of, are you really going to do it? Are you really going to step off and do it and or not? Right. They don't want to commit to something that, yeah. that's not solid. Yeah. I mean, it's because I, I see it both ways. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've been the business owner where it's like you're taking a bit of a gamble on someone if sure, they're, yeah. they're going to do it. And also I've had like a lot of 
people in the lower 48 where this is the dream, this is what they want to do, and they can't get anyone to give them the time of day. And it's like, yeah. this would be like solid acquisition for the state guys. We need yeah. to get this. <laughs> we need to get this person on our team. What are we doing? But right. so I, I can see it from both directions, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I need to have someone on from like the, they have like a labor occupational Ooh, that would be a good one. department. That would yeah. Actually be yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be very helpful. Yeah. I want to have someone on from there, but uh, you know, government yeah. bureaucracy being what it is, I'm still working the channels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Coming in from Casey Turner here. Uh, we've been looking at school supply lists there to compare to where we live. One of the things they noted was pretty much personal school supplies are shared, which is awesome. Is that a common theme? So, Carrie, hmm, I don't know. Do you guys homeschool um, or? Okay. So I can speak to that if I think I know what it's talking about. As far as what it was in Arizona, I don't, I haven't been involved in public schools up here, so I'm not really sure. Um, like the teacher will probably ask for tissue, tissue and hand sanitizer and pencils and things like that. And those might be kept in common. That was what we did in Arizona. Um, and I would think that would be similar here. So, you know, people that can't afford give more, but yeah. you're still going to have some that are going to be. Um, our daughter, supplies. our daughter right. is starting school next week up here, so we're I'm sure, sure we're going to expect yeah. some of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was going to ask you about that. Like, what's been y'all's impressions so far of the, the school system up here? Uh, well, we don't have a lot of experience with it yet. Uh, my daughter starts next week, but their their communication seems to be pretty good. Uh, the When I've asked something of the school, I have been contacting the the counselor, he took his time to sit with us. So the communication is very good. Um, school itself, we'll see. We're getting there. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's about the best we can do for school right at the moment. All right, let's go ahead and take a look here. Uh, another quick question I had, just kind of a ballpark idea. Do you guys know how much it costs to actually move up here and uh, keep in mind that's you know family of four with yes. stuff because you well, guys because you guys had not one run you had two because then Mike had to run right. down grab I everything. Mean, it, it probably cost us between twenty and thirty thousand when all said and done. But Three. part of that was right. trailers that we will be able to mm. recoup at least one sell to recoup some of that cost. But no, it's it's not a cheap. It's mm. not cheap. No, so you know uh, I highly recommend. Make sure this is what you want to do. Make the, the trips are expensive here. I'm not going to lie to you, but make these trips up here and come in the dead of winter if you think that's going to be a problem for you. Uh, the lack of sunlight, you know, uh, the cold, the snow. If you think that's going to be a problem, invest in a trip here because turning around and undoing everything mm -hmm. is going to really cost. Yes. Um, the one thing that kind of uh, shocked me. I, I don't know if shock's the right word, but the cost of fuel in the remote areas of Canada. Oh, yeah. Ooh. We were looking at $2.20 a liter. Multiply it by almost four. So $8 a gallon per fuel. And we had three vehicles that the best vehicle was hers getting 25 miles per gallon. Mine got nine. 
so, it was towing something. <clears throat> yeah. My son, I think his truck got about 10. So, you know, it adds up. I mean, you know, depending on how far you are driving, you know, I thought for sure $5 a gallon was a good estimate when I started that trip. Um, and for all intents and purposes, it wasn't a bad guess, but that's exactly what it was, was a guess simply because, you know, uh, like I said, up in Canada, $8 a gallon, roughly. Especially mm -hmm. in those really remote areas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because I totally have a gallon to liter conversion off in my head. So <laughs> I was, three, I was just thinking, eight. I was just thinking it was double, but no, that's, oh, uh, it's, it's almost, four. okay. Almost, almost four. four. It's like your boy would have been broke in Canada. Yeah. 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 All right. Outstanding. All right. So we've kind of touched a little bit on this already, but you know, what are kind of your impressions so far of the, the people you guys have met in Alaska so far? We love them. Mm -hmm. we, we haven't met a person that we don't like. Um, people have oh, been very friendly. Um, just, it, it feels much more like a small town, even though Wasilla is larger, especially because you, you're not thinking about just Wasilla because you're thinking of all the people down KGB. You're talking about the Palmer area. You're talking about Fishhook. You're talking about Houston and all of those areas. So in that way, it's very similar to Sholo. Um, where, we were from. where, right. where we were last most, um, and that there's a lot of outlying areas that will feed into Sholo. And same thing here. Feed same in. thing yeah. here. You have a, quite a few outlying areas feeding yeah. into Wasilla yeah. and to Anchorage, depending. There are several people that yeah um, uh, commute the, in. The people here, I, I think they're friendly. You know, we we came from uh, the last stop was Phoenix. Phoenix people are very friendly until they get behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. Then it's that is every man for themselves. Yeah. Uh, so just that little bit of anonymity from like having that. <laughs> the yeah. heat got to their brain. He gets to the brain, get a little bit of glass between us, and there's nothing they won't do. No offense to well, Phoenix, and, Phoenix people. And I think that as overall, um, we seem to have that more anonymity, and that our social skills have gone down as a country that we need to like work on those social skills of we yeah. can have a conversation and we don't have to agree, but it's okay. But yeah, every, everybody, we haven't run across anybody that's the crotchety old man or, no. you know, anything, uh, you know, we've, we've met quite a few very nice people. Yeah. So, yeah. We've only been up here till like two months. So not that long. <laughs> yeah. So still, still plenty of time to find that old crotchety person. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'm that guy. <laughs> they are there. Yeah. Like I was talking with my neighbor um, just a little bit ago and he said, you know, I'm so happy to see you moving in here. We've had like kind of hit or miss with the people who have been here. Um, it used to be, we had like an old guy who was here and like, they had like some, some ATVs that would come in every now and then. And, um, like just kind of later at <laughs> night and apparently instead of just like rolling over and going back to sleep, he would get up, like go out there, cuss everyone out and like start shooting up into the oh, air. Oh, man. It's okay. like, dude, straight Yosemite Sam over here, man. <laughs> Chill. So yeah, luckily that, that element's getting pushed further and further in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So good. Another question real quick with the Alcan from Paul Adams. Um, does credit card work in Canada or did you have to have cash? 
we were able to use our credit card. There is a conversion rate that your credit card company will charge, but yes, you could use your credit card. It's not an exorbitant amount. It really no. I mean, after so, paying for eight dollars for gas, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's about five so, to ten percent, depending on what it is. And you know, you just you go through Canada as quickly as you can. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Second trip was very fast. Yeah. Second trip was four days. Yeah. Well, that's because they never slept. <clears throat> never yeah. slept. I mean, you've seen everything already before, <laughs> right. so it's really they nothing saw, that was going to surprise you. They saw a lot more wildlife. As yeah. a result of, of driving going through, through more night. at night, we didn't see as much when the first time we went through. I, I mean, we saw some, some, but not near yeah. as much as they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we, ours, you know, that's where you see most of that uh, wildlife. Yeah, so for those of you who are nature lovers, that's uh, take note. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, credit card, no problem. Perfect. All right. So, folks, we are uh, going to be kind of wrapping up here in just a little bit. So I'm going to give you kind of one of your final calls here. Um, we're probably going to be about 10, 15 minutes here. So if you have any other uh, thoughts, questions, concerns about moving to Alaska and you want to ask some folks who have recently moved up from Arizona, then this is going to be your opportunity to do it. But let me go ahead and ask you guys this real quick. So now that you're here, what are some things y'all have kind of enjoyed doing so far? And I mean, understand you've uh, been pretty engaged with uh, with projects and everything else well, around the house. Yeah, yeah. So we, we bought a brand new house. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe some I should adjust that question a little bit and say, because <laughs> I mean, first couple of months you're pretty engaged with just getting moved in and settled. Yes. Right. So but we we've gone on hikes. Right. Um, we I really liked that. We went to the Scottish Festival in Palmer. That was fun. That was they already had that. Fantastic. Yes. That was missed absolutely yes, fantastic. The Irish one's coming up this week. It's it's in downtown. Yeah, um, it's in Anchorage. It's in Anchorage. Yeah, the Irish one's coming up, but the festivals and stuff. That that's I, that that's was fun. fun. Did that's lots fun. of shopping, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> so did my son. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, we are, and well, I'm an outdoorsman. I like being outside. I'm hardly ever in the house. So the summertime has been fantastic up here. Uh, not only hiking, but uh, just even just, you know, I do a lot of woodworking in the garage. And it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, you start working on something. And I think we discussed this before. Start working on something, all of a sudden it's, whoa. It's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so easy to do. It is very and easy and, to do. Right and you're now. not even tired because you're, you're you know, you're nat your your body's natural state of wanting to be asleep when the, the sun goes down. So it's been an interesting, interesting uh, getting used to that. Yes. Yeah. But being outside is definitely, if, if that's what you like to do, this is the place. Holy moly. Yeah, it's like Alaska is great for those uh, those projects. Not so great for getting to sleep sometimes, but great <laughs> right. for those projects. Blackout shades. That's, They're that's wonderful. the key. <laughs> Get those right away. Yep. So. Absolutely. The first night we didn't have them. It was very, 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 very bright. I think it was the first two nights we didn't have them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was tough sleeping. Oof. Yeah, because, I mean, at that point, I mean, they've got, like, those little things what are they called? Sleep like masks? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Sleep masks, but I can't do that. Yeah, and then like I feel like they just get hot on your face. 
for the night too. Or, or so. they end up around your neck, like. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, like. <laughs> they done killed me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are some things that you guys are planning to do, like once settled in and we can focus just on like living at that point? <laughs> so what are some things you guys are wanting to get into? Um, fishing. Yeah, yeah. Fishing, hunting for sure. Uh, Got to wait a year. Uh, fishing I can do now. Um, that's not a problem. Hunting, unless I want to pay out of state fees, I got to wait. Uh, but I'm going to... I'm going to start helping with uh, a group called Remedy Alpine. They are a nonprofit, but it helps um, veterans and the veterans like group. The and they do so, you know, they do a lot of fundraising and stuff. So I'm going to be a little bit proactive in that. Um, there's another group up here, the uh, 98 fund, the 98 mm -hmm. fund that I'm, I'm going to also try to be uh, a little more active in. I'm retired. Yeah, you know, um, I'm a little young. I'd like to still earn some money somewhere, but, uh, you know, that's not at the top of my list. He, he I, doesn't you know. do well when he's at home for extended periods <laughs> of time. It's good for him to get out. <laughs> All right. There's our dirty secret. <laughs> he starts well. breaking stuff so he can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's okay. We're in our laundry. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I like to, uh, I like to shoot. We like to shoot. We just went shooting the other day. Nice range. Uh, didn't cost free. anything. It was free. Um, really nice range. People there were very cooperative. Uh, there was another group shooting, and anytime we had to go down range, we all, we communicated really well. Extremely cooperative and. I mean, you have to be at a shooting range, but, mm -hmm. but no, you know, no dirty looks, no, nothing. Anytime we had to go down range or they did, we just notified him. So, you know, um, it was, very good it wasn't, wasn't very crowded when we went, we went well, early Sunday morning. So it wasn't that's very crowded. <laughs> yeah. Was that the, uh, the gun range down in Palmer or where is that? Yes. Oh, okay. Palmer, yeah. yeah. I know. Mod, mod, mod road. Know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Pretty nice range actually. I, yeah. I was impressed. I mean, the, the thing that really impresses me about that one is it's not, it's not really like regulated. If that makes any sense, like you don't have anyone right. out there like keeping the peace. No, it's just <laughs> right. It's just everyone's right. just Very behaving respectful. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now there are a list of rules that are posted there, mm -hmm. and and you can get fined for breaking those rules. Now I don't know how they enforce the life, that. Yeah, the lifeguard's not on duty. Right, exactly. The rules are posted. And yes. now it does say one of the, you know, one of the rules on there is that if, you know, if there's not a range master, somebody should take that role. Now, I, I think most people, uh, I don't know if that's a good way to common put it, but I think a lot of people are, are pretty much, you know, they don't want to have problems. Yeah. So they're willing to cooperate in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, if I'm at a range and someone tells me to like, chill for a little bit i'm uh i'm gonna do that yeah, so exactly <laughs> like, it's exactly. really not historically where i want to go have fights not a good place to argue so right yeah once i think about it yeah some of the most peaceful times are actually at the gun range so <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets along really well with gun range everyone gets along really everybody's well. armed right <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how that works yeah all right, so I've got one more question here um, for those of you in the uh, in live stream world. 
if you have any questions or um, any comments, anything like that, this is going to be kind of your um, your last call here. So last question I have, uh, would you all say Alaska has lived up to your expectations up to this point? Yes, and beyond. I think beyond. it's exceeded it. Yeah, yes and beyond. It's, uh, you know, the, the natural beauty of this state, this it should just be a national park, the entire state, but uh, then nobody would be able to live in it. So it's it's definitely exceeded expectations. Um, the people are friendly. The you know uh, the cost of living was nowhere near what I expected because you, you hear everybody say expensive. that it yes it is expensive and don't get me wrong it is but it's you know gasoline is actually cheaper here than in Arizona really so yes so you know <laughs> now <laughs> gas is also obviously a, a volatile market right. And it, it fluctuates in, in uh, a lot of different areas, you know, differently. Right. You know, what affects Texas may not affect us up here. So, you know, that's maybe not the, the most fair comparison, but it is true that it is cheaper here than in Arizona. Interesting. When I went to Phoenix the last time, it was the same price. Yeah. Just so well, you know. There you go. There you <laughs> it, go. It rotates. Um, yeah. Things are more expensive, but... It's also getting more expensive everywhere. So I didn't, when I was in Phoenix last, I didn't go buy a head of lettuce. So I don't know how much that is right now. I know up here it's like two two fifty for mm-hmm. a head of iceberg. And and yeah. produce was the one thing that kind of got not got to us, but we had to get used to. Is when you buy produce, you have to pretty much use it quickly. Uh, it's already traveled quite a distance to get here, and we found that there's uh, even at the supermarket. Some of it can be uh, not fresh. A little <laughs> sus, yeah. Yeah, you, you do it's need already, to check the uh, on its way out. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Best case scenario, the produce has already had like half of its shelf life used just right. getting to the store. There best are case. some local ones though. There's um, potatoes that are local right now, at least. Um, and there's a hot house in Anchorage that seems to put uh, some stuff up here. So I've I've seen a couple of those. Yeah. And that's the one I buy when I can because it's going to be the freshest. Right. Yeah. And and coming from, you know, the Phoenix area where you can go right outside your front door and pick a fresh citrus and, you know, uh, that doesn't happen here. However, apples, you like apples. Boy, they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. We planted some. <laughs> planted some trees. Yeah. And he's already growing seeds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Quick question here from Monica. What are gas prices at the moment? Uh, $4.29. Yeah. I I've seen some for like $4.49, just kind of depending where you're at. Depending Anchorage is more to. expensive. I yeah. do know that. Uh, but uh, my truck's a diesel, and diesel is still under 4 and it's not a lot, but it is under four. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheaper, it's cheaper to buy diesel up here than it is right regular now. gas yeah. at the moment. Why we drove my truck. <laughs> that's uh, so, that's where and, it's and gas prices do fluctuate from area to, like I said, Anchorage. Uh, I took her to the airport, she had to fly back to Phoenix, and I went to, I figured, oh, I'll just fill up down in Anchorage, it's got to be cheaper. Uh, that was a wrong, that was the wrong move, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was about 40 cents more a gallon, it was pretty significantly more. Yeah, I mean, uh, so here's the thing. There's no sales tax in Anchorage, but sometimes their cost of goods just uh, is higher. Okay. Just 
because demand is maybe higher because of more people. That might be it. Yeah. That might be it. But yeah, this is out here in the valley. I've noticed like these small little gas stations, mm -hmm. like more or less in the the neighborhood mm -hmm. areas, not super close to the highway. Yeah, those tend to be a little bit better. I saw like a four oh nine. Oh, like over hey. on, I think it was the, the gas station on Selden. So oh, I'll have to go, I'll have to go okay. there. Yeah. Selden okay. and church. Yep. So <laughs> just, just get away from the highway and that, that does you a, yeah. a whole lot of good. Fair enough. Um, well, I said I had one more question, but I guess that was a lie. This is the, the final, final question. So <laughs> fair enough. So we always give people like the pros and cons list just because. I mean, there's there's sure. good things, there's bad things about living anywhere, and you know we want to make sure we are uh, really representative of kind of the negatives and the positives. So, what for you guys has been some of the best positives and some of the biggest negatives? And I think we've already touched on we some. We touched of these. on some of this. the The sunlight um, is it's a positive, but it's also a negative. It's positive because I can get a lot of work done. Yes. However, it's a negative for the sleep. Yes. So it's a pro and a con. It'll be the um, opposite when winter comes because it'll be harder right. to get up because you want to hibernate like the bear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with Scylla specifically, and I, we touched on this as well, the businesses that are sporadically placed, that's a little, that took a little bit of getting used to. I don't know if I'm even used to it yet, but I, I don't have takes a, a little bit of getting used. I don't have a problem with it, but getting used to it, I'm not used to that. Yeah, and they're they're probably going to be going away from that. Okay, in the, that's good to know. Well, probably just moving forward, just because Wasilla's getting to like a certain phase of its development as a town where right we can't just do this free right. for all Wild West. There you go. Well, it's have a mechanic um, shop right in the middle of a residential neighborhood. So and stuff it's anymore. getting more established. Yeah, and then Wasilla specifically, one thing I noticed too is that time of day Parks Highway can be pretty darn crowded yes that's the main thoroughfare you know from anchorage and so forth and so you uh, we kind of time things now uh, there's yes. certain times i don't want to go to the store because that highway is pretty packed well and it's it's kind of if you know in the lower 48 you have bedroom communities like lancaster was a bedroom community for downtown los angeles kind of thing and that was how it developed and so it seems like with Solon and palmer and some of the areas out here are becoming those bedroom communities to get into Anchorage. And there's really only one way to go to get there. Yeah. And I did have the, uh, the borough director um, on here a couple of weeks ago, kind of talking about, you know, the development and everything. Mm -hmm. And what they're looking at right now is creating the corridor bypassing Wasilla altogether. So Ooh. people aren't, people aren't having to, to go yeah. through downtown Wasilla or bad to that. Yeah. yeah or, they're looking at going in and installing the the bridge that's going to connect like Point Mac to Anchorage. Over, yeah, which um, we've heard that I that think, might be difficult because of not finding bedrock. Possibly, but I mean, I want to say there's probably an engineering solution out there. I'm I sure mean, there is. I'm thinking about like the what was it like Key West, like that's the, true. Miles and miles just yes. straight across ocean. Yeah. So there's there's got to be some way to do it, but. Um, they were talking and looking at the numbers where you could either put in a bridge mm -hmm. and you're going to get a town out of it. Oh, yeah. All the ensuing oh, yes. revenue and everything. Or you could put in the highway for the same price and you're. It's not going to benefit. You're going to have to still maintain it and everything. Right. The same amount without the benefit of the town. Well, so. mm -hmm. And putting in a 
a bypass, if you will. The, the one issue, you know, that I've seen is some towns that have done that, they're tired of the semi-traffic, mm-hmm. they're tired of traffic, period. They want to bypass their town. It's been bypassed, and the town has, their revenue's gone down. Because people are now, instead of stopping, oh, I'm thirsty, I want to stop. You know, or, or you know, snacks, whatever. You right. Know, they're just kind of flying right through. So because, that's kind of a um, catch-22. The movie yeah. Cars. I know it's ironic, but the movie Cars. <laughs> And when that Highway 10 went through, it made a huge difference to a lot of those I, towns. No, I-40. I-40, sorry. <laughs> I-40. Bypassed, you know, 66. <laughs> sorry, wrong highway. Wrong cartoon. Uh, very uh, very, uh, very up-to-date in all your, your highways. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Driven them many times. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So, cons, just, just sunlight. And then it'll be dark in the winter. I mean, as far as the climate wise because we lived in the mountains for so long i'm not really that worried about it as far as the cold and snow um our neighbors are from south dakota and they said the winters are milder here they moved here because of that (laughs) yeah yeah that's uh sometimes we really do get like an undeserved like we become the undeserved standard of like winter well and it's it's not so much in the anchorage wasilla all of this area because it's so close to still a big body of salt water it stays fairly temperate right yeah we go to fairbanks and negative 50 you know and that's that's uh, different (laughs) yeah yeah no no offense fairbanks (laughs) once you start stepping outside and it's like negative 50 like okay your lungs never freeze but they certainly dry out like that oh yeah and it it can be dangerous Mm -hmm. you know for your lungs you know at that temperature so yeah i don't want to do that yeah well in fairbanks what they'll do even if uh, this is what I've been told. Even if they're just going to the store for something, they still bundle up all the way. Because if you get into a wreck and like oh, become unconscious yeah. Yeah. and it's like negative 30, negative 50 out, you're on borrowed time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. give well, yourself a chance. Be prepared. Boy <laughs> yeah. Scout motto. That's, that's it. All right. One more comment here from the comment section. Step coming in from Mr. Stephen Blackshear. Wonder if there are jobs on military post for retired military members. There definitely are. And, um, you know, that's kind of the good thing about Alaska. Um, so much of the uh, the job openings are also going to be um, related to the, the local or the, the federal or state government. So you're also going to have a preference of hiring yes. there as well. So lots of good options for you. A lot of military. Yep. Retired yes. and active. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, I do really appreciate you coming on here and yeah. kind of sharing your perspective and um, kind of letting everyone in on the uh, the secrets of, <laughs> of moving to Alaska at this point. So right. I do want to thank you for that and kind of commend you for um, for stepping out and doing it. I meet a lot of people who say that they're going to do it and it's like, OK, we'll see. And very few make it happen. So I got to commend <laughs> you guys for that. And that's, uh, I've never heard of anyone having to make that trip twice. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't wish that on anybody. No, that's for not sure. At all. Not at all. Yeah, not gonna. That's not gonna make the highlight real for your life. I'm sure. Uh, well, it, it would if we do a pro and con list. I guess. There we go. There we go. At least the top ten. At least the top ten. But 
yeah, thanks, uh, thanks again very much for joining yeah. us. Everyone else, um, thanks for joining us as well. If you do have any questions, concerns, comments, anything like that, then you know certainly feel free to, to drop it down in the comment section of the video once it's on YouTube. And uh, let me know if you have any questions later on, and we'll see you later.